Hey, Ambitious Mama, welcome to Becoming with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, Mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Welcome back to Becoming with me, Lauren Ricks. And today I have a special guest, Jess Lynn. I feel like I have been in your world. I have been in your world for a while. Um, yeah. And I feel like I, I I haven't been a client client of yours, but I feel like I have been a client of yours because I've been in your world <laughs> for so long. I love that. Out, where it's like, oh, I'm just like in your world, but I'm not in your world, but I am. Um, I and I'm- that. I am really excited to have you on tonight and just talk like mompreneur to mompreneur because I feel like our journeys have been very similar with like how we got started in network marketing with the same company and how like that led us so far. And then that kind of like we pivoted and then we did something and we pivoted, (laughs) we pivoted and like shifted and like this whole conversation. And I feel like as mompreneurs, Sometimes we, I don't, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but in the sense of like, it's a straight like shot, right? Sometimes we can see people on like social media and it's like, sometimes people don't share about all the like valleys or the shifts or the pivots. And it's like, oh, I'm making this. And it was like the straight shot. And you think like it's a straight shot, but really it's like all over, right? (laughs) Yeah, it totally is. So I just wanted to bring you on and have a conversation because I love having conversations with other mompreneurs who are like slaying it and doing it their way in a way that feels really aligned because that's what I'm all about. So do you want to like give a little intro for you? Yeah, okay. sure. Of course. So thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be able to just like have this conversation with you and to be able to reach more of your people. It makes me feel so good that like you have felt like, I mean, of course you've been a part of my world, but that you have felt like just like you were a client of mine, just by being in my world, because that's really truly what I ultimately desire to create. I have just, you know, I, when I started in the online space in 2015, I never intended for it to be something that was going to make me an income. When I originally started with network marketing, I really was thinking that I was getting into personal training um, because it was so new. Um, I had actually joined network marketing because I fell in love with CrossFit. I was at a, you know, I was in a really dark place in my life upon graduating college in 2013. I have three college degrees, none of which besides like my associates in business do I actually use. I intended on originally being a music major, somehow pivoted to business and then originally graduated and then accidentally graduated with a political science uh, degree, minor in English, associates in business and thought I was going to go to law school. But before going to law school, I was like, well, let me try the corporate America route. 
And that's when I kind of landed myself in, I don't want to say it was a clinical depression because I struggle with anxiety and, and a huge part of my anxiety is actually a fear of death. Um, so I wouldn't say it's like, you know, was, was clinically diagnosed as depression, but I was just in a really dark place in my life of like, what is life? Like, what is the purpose of all this? So like we go through all of this schooling to be controlled by all these people who like make up all these rules. And then we have to do this until we're 65. And like, just, do we just struggle financially the whole time? Like, and then what happens if something happens, like after I retire and I might been able to live my life. And it was just like this really heavy emotion that I couldn't shake. And it kind of led me down a bad path. I got involved in drugs and drinking and uh, it ended up sparking into an autoimmune disease known as Fitz disease that took about six months to diagnose and thousands of dollars in medical bills. And when I was trying to get on the right path in life, I reached out to my best friend from college and said, Hey, I see that you've been like doing this fitness thing. I'd love to know, like, you know, can I come check it out? And I fell in love with the community of, of men and women that didn't achieve success off the backs of others, but with one another. And they truly wanted to see other people succeed, even if they were doing better than the person that, you know, if the person next to them was doing better than they were. And that was the first time I really had ever witnessed that in my life. Um, I was the first one in my, my family to go to college. Um, so it was a pretty big deal. Um, but then, you know, college, corporate America is very competitive. So I realized from that community that, you know, my past circumstances didn't have to define where I was going, who I was and who I had the potential to become and where I had the potential to go. And I wanted to help other people feel the same way that I felt. So when I started in the online space, with network marketing, I really didn't intend to make money with it at all. I really wanted to just help other people feel as good as I felt. Um, and it, then kind of spiraled into people wanting to know what I was doing. And then of course, you know, comes the income component, which in New York state, it's a very high value, AKA expensive state to live in. Um, and I got distracted by the dangly carrot and it really made me question my purpose. And right around this time, so I was, you know, two year, two and a half years in with network marketing, my daughter, uh, she was a total surprise. She was about one. And that's when my daughter's father started drinking again. He had been sober for about a year. Um, I was, of course, you know, sober, only ever drink on occasion. I was very much like mindset, po you know, positive mindset, fitness, wellness. Um, but it was around when she was one that I started to notice some of his bad habits coming back. And I tried to stick it out for a year, but ultimately I just felt like I was a completely different person in the online space, you know, showing up with motivation and health and wellness, but then behind the scenes, my life was falling apart mm -hmm. and I was distracted by the dangly carrot because I didn't understand, you know, if I want to be a single mom, how am I going to do it financially? I need him in my life because I'm going to be poor. And what am I, you know, what is my daughter and I going to do? Um, but that is ultimately what led me to what I do now. And I hired a mentor. I was $29,000 in debt. I had a little bit of space left on my last credit card. I maxed it out. Uh, I'm not recommending anyone do this. Like, so please disclaimer, I'm not encouraging anyone to do what I did. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, I just, it was my back was up. It was my back up against the wall moment. Um, and I made a promise to myself, if nothing else changes, then I go back to the corporate world. If everything changes, then I meant to do what I'm doing. And it was within a three months time that everything changed and yet nothing changed. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit people on your podcast and say like, oh yeah, within three months I was making six figures. That was not the case. Uh, I quite literally burned my entire network marketing business to the ground within a year and a half. And within that year and a half launched and started my own business, which eventually became six figures in about 13 months. Um, but it was all through understanding the law of attraction, gratitude, really doing some deep inner work to identify why I did things the way that I was doing. Do I actually truly desire to do the things the way that I have been doing them and what way would feel better? And because of COVID, you know, I, there is, you know, definitely a lot of scary parts that came with uh, 2020, but I truly believe that the people that chose to lean in and do the work during that time um, completely shifted the trajectory of their life. Um, and then I think, you know, of course, there are people that kind of, you know, chose to, to stay victim to the circumstances, which of course, um, we can all fall victim to that at some point, right? Um, but I... Kind of, I want to say I had time on my side. I had launched my business about six months before COVID happened, which just so happened everyone wanted to take their business in the online space. It's something that I was very well versed in, um, in terms of business and marketing because I've been doing it for a while and it kind of just built itself. But last year, uh, I had some crazy things happen, uh, kicked the year off ended 2021 with some crazy high numbers in income, you know, uh, a bunch of 15 K cash months, a 21 K cash month, a 50 K in sales month, um, consistent 10 and 12 K months. And I ended 2021 on such a, a high that I thought, you know, I was invincible and, you know, going into 2022, I was like, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to double these numbers. And January was epic. I had a viral post on TikTok, massively grew my following and by the beginning of February, my nervous system had completely collapsed. Um, my anxiety that I thought I had healed through with all the inner healing work and, you know, somatic work that I had done, subconscious work that I had done came back with a vengeance. Um, during this time, we were also trying to get answers for my daughter's diagnosis. She was diagnosed in April with something called trisomy 21 mosaicism, which essentially means half of her cell strand is typical, half of her cell strand has Down syndrome. Um, so on top of my anxiety coming back, you know, trying to get answers for my daughter, um, getting that diagnosis, having to go to specialist after specialist after specialist, um, I really had, um, had a lot of things that I was confronted with that I had to ask myself, do I align with this? And do I align with how I've been teaching it? And mm -hmm. the answer to that was ultimately no. Um, and because I am someone who prides myself on genuinely wanting to help others, I could not keep marketing the way that I was um, because I felt like a fraud, you know, and that doesn't mean that what I used to teach doesn't work. That doesn't help people. It just was no longer something that I could teach from the space that I was holding. And it just didn't feel true to me. So I took a massive step back on social media. Here I am again, having completely basically burned my business to the ground. Um, and just now within the last couple of months have started to 
pick it back up. So it's been a wild ride, <laughs> lots of valleys. Um, but you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world because so many amazing things have happened and some phenomenal lessons have been learned. I think that's so amazing. And there's so many like powerful points in there. And I, I think, and I mean, both of us have heard this where it's like, when you get into business and you get into being an entrepreneur, it really is like confronting all your bullshit, right? Like it all comes up and you're like, whoa, where did all this worthiness issue come from? Where did all this, like not wanting to be seen? Where did this, every time you do something and you get confronted being wrong, like we were talking about that before we went live of like something happened and happening and being like, oh, what did I do wrong? And really it's like all this like inner child stuff, right? Comes to the surface and you're like, okay, let's deal with that. And that's such a wild ride. And I feel like that is such a huge part of like, I don't want to say business because it's really not, but it's like the business is the trigger that like brings it all forth. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it makes so much sense as to why, well, your nervous system like crash. Cause it's like, sometimes we can like deal too. And I don't know if you have like a say on this or like a way of saying this, but like we can have so much that like compounds on each other. And it's finally just like, it's time. It's like time to like step back and burn it down or like look at how we're doing things. And I even think about like last year for me, my Instagram got hot hacked in January. Yeah. And I just remember like, it's interesting now. It's one of those things where it's like, when you look back, you're like, why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Right. And like, now that I look back, it was like, my, my Instagram got hacked. And then it was like, God was like, we're going to have a podcast, start a podcast this month, start a podcast. And I was like, okay, it's called becoming. Okay, here we go. Okay. Next it's like launching that. And then it's like, okay, now I'm starting a membership that I've been putting off for like a year. Now we're doing that. Okay. Now this like creation experience came through and that was something I was sitting on for a year. Now I started that. And it's just funny how, like when you're in the midst of it, you're like, what, like what, what is happening? But when you like kind of get through it, you can be like, oh my gosh, not that it makes sense, but it's like, oh, I learned this through that. And that now is serving me here. Or like, I have a client now that's going through this. And like, Mm -hmm. if, if I didn't go through that, I would not be able to help her go through what she's going through. And it's just so interesting to where it's like, when I was in it, I had no idea what was happening, but now I semi get it. Yes. You know, and I made a post, I'm not sure if it was one I posted today or yesterday. Um, but I was talking about, you know, like hindsight is everything. However, perspective is what allows us to have the perseverance that we need to get through it so that we can have that hindsight, right? Because no, we're all going to go through shitty experiences in life. Like God does not promise us an easy life. I think that is another, that's a huge thing that, you know, with the coaching industry that I, you know, have really had to like get away from is like, no, we're not all destined to struggle. Of course not. Like, and I hate that narrative and that's definitely not a narrative that we want to live by, but God does not promise us an easy life. God does not promise us that like all of a sudden we're going to get to this point in our life and like everything's going to be handed to us on a silver platter. Like absolutely not. So it's like, no, we don't need to have toxic positivity. However, we do have to have 
perspective and we have to be able to to say okay like my really shitty situation is someone's really good day you know and so where how can we use our past experiences as social proof that we've been here before we've gotten through it and we're going to get through this again and we're going to come out stronger and then a year two years five years ten years from now we're going to look back on it and we're going to be like that's why that happened and we're going to be proud of the way that we navigated it versus playing victim and just quitting. And, you know, for those of you that are listening to this and maybe you're in a season of life right now where things do feel really hard and things do feel really forced and you are going through a difficult time. I don't want you to tell yourself that you're quitting just because you're taking a break. I don't want you to tell yourself that you're quitting just because you're pausing to figure things out. Um, that is something else that we see a lot of in this industry, especially in, you know, the social media world is that, you know, show up no matter what, Sometimes the best way that you can show up is just showing up for yourself and however you need to get through the day. Like the first quarter of my 2022, that when my anxiety came back in February, I remember my roommate, um, you know, it's kind of funny how things change, you know, in 2020, uh, she was about a year into her divorce and I was kind of like her person, you know, to like help her move through things. And then last year, um, with everything that I went through, she was my person. And I remember her, you know, like kind of like you know, coming into my room and being like, Hey, like, you know, what, like, what do you like, what do you need? Like, how can I help you? Like, I'm worried about you. Um, you know, and she's like, I think that you just need a night out, like with your friends. And like, you know, of course a night out wasn't going to solve my problems, but to have someone else, to have an outsider say to me, Hey, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? Was that indication of like what I'm doing clearly isn't, isn't working. Um, not to say that like, you know, the modalities and the techniques that I do consistently every day don't work. They absolutely do. I think had I not been doing them, I would have been in a far worse position. Um, but that I had to advocate for myself more and call my, my primary physician and say, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. And, you know, get a little bit more help, you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, and I'm so proud of myself looking back that hindsight, that, I was that, you know, that I had, you know, a friend that advocated for me, that I allowed myself to be vulnerable and that I allowed myself to be still. Um, I'm proud of myself for not trying to force, force myself to show up in those moments because it wouldn't have served me. I wouldn't be sitting here today in the capacity that I am today. Um, it would have been a disservice to my clients at the time. And it certainly would have been a disservice to any new clients that I had had at the time. So, um, you know, if you're going through a hard time, I, you know, I hope that everyone that's listening to this, you're not a failure just because you're taking time to figure it out. That doesn't mean you're quitting. Um, the only time that you ever are quitting is when you actually just throw in the towel. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's not okay to pause. Right. I know. I love that too. Cause I feel like in every season showing up looks different and that's something that like I preach too, is like some days, if you've been up a million times at night with a newborn, you're showing up that day is going to look different than what it did before you had a newborn, right? Like every season of life we go through, looks different. And sometimes it looks more of like working really on yourself and like showing up for yourself a hundred percent, the best you can that day versus like what you did months ago. Right. And I think that's so important to know is like, you're not quitting. You're not a failure. You're not whatever, just because you have to like work on you. Yeah. Right? Especially when we're in the, like, we're in the industry of like helping people and serving mm-hmm. people. And it's like, how can we truly, it's, it's that whole analogy of like, how can you truly love somebody 
if you don't love yourself and also giving from an empty cup, right? Like how can we serve our clients if we're like not even being able to serve ourselves, right? And that's so important It's because you've been able to like shift even more. And I'm sure now how you're doing business feels a lot better. Well, and and I think too, in hindsight, well, this like, that can be the the name of the podcast in hindsight, um, how you were doing things a couple of years ago, probably felt really good to how you were doing things then. Right. And then like how much growth you've had in those couple of years is like, you're at a different place where it's like, you have to do things, not have to, you feel like you want to do things in a different way. Right. And that's okay to pivot and shift and grow. Right. And I think too, and like, here's, I really, I really enjoy creating fun patterns that we can use to serve us. Um, and so a really fun pattern that I kind of have used to ground myself, and this is a fun money mindset one, cause I still vibe with money mindset, even though, you know, it's been a little bit, um, you know, when I was doing network marketing, I was making about 30,000 a year, right. I burned it entirely to the ground. And then within 13 months of starting my new business, I was making six figures, right. So I quite literally tripled, um, you know, a little bit more of my income. And so I just keep reminding myself, like, even though this season is very difficult to be in, right. When you go from, you know, eight, 10, 12 K consistently a month to, you know, five, six, you know, um, it's very uncomfortable because you start to live into a certain standard of living and trying to close out a house, all these things. But I just keep reminding myself, if I can burn a six figure business to the ground and do the work on me to become a better version of me, what is that pattern going to look like when I come back? What is that triple factor, that triple X factor going to look like when I come back? And of course, it's not about the money, right? Because there are a lot of gazillionaires out there that are miserable. And there are a lot of people that live comfortably that are extraordinarily happy. Um, I do think though, that to have an overall, I will say as happy as I have grown to be in this like final quarter of 2022, which has been you know, epic and beautiful and chaotic and scary and the duality. The duality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like quite literally manifested the man of my dreams, like into my life, like, you know, like all these, like all these things that like a year ago, I couldn't have fathomed this. Like, you know, I built an entire brand on being single and, you know, and then here I am like, you know, having so much abundance in this new area of my life, you know? Um, and so even though we can't quantify that abundance in a number, I can quantify it in an experience of life. Um, I will say, however, that I do think that in the 3D world that we live in, right, we do, there is a significant amount of stress that is correlated with finances. And so when we have fear around finances, we are, that stress sucks from the joy that we create in other areas. So I will say that while it's not all about the money, getting yourself to a comfortable or beyond comfortable phase in finances is also something that is, I don't want to say that we deserve it because we're worthy because we are, but it is something that we are all worthy and deserving of. Um, And so I kind of ground myself in that pattern of like, okay, this too shall pass. And like, you have so many amazing things going on. Like you've done this before and you've come out stronger. You're going to do it again. Everything's going to be just fine. Right. So I have a question for like the entrepreneurs who are like in that space of waiting, 
the void, yeah. right? Like you said, you burnt your network marketing business down to the ground. And then it took you 13 ish months to like get to, let's say six figures or get to a place where you're like, okay, this is working. Like you even said like the first three months you were like, I wish I could say it like boom like that, but it, it, it didn't. And yeah. like what advice I guess, or tips do you have for like the, the entrepreneur who's like, I'm doing it. I'm showing up. I'm like doing all the things right. That I'm doing all the things that are like your, that they want to do. I don't want to say doing all the things that everybody else says they should do because I'm really anti check the boxes to check the boxes person. (laughs) And if you guys listen here, you know that, but like doing all the things that feel good to them to be doing. And they're like, I am still like, it's not in my physical yet. Right. Like it's not there yet. Okay. So this (laughs) is fun. The question. (laughs) Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. So um, when I was within that first three month period, okay. And like, I, I, I remember two specific moments. Um, the first moment is I remember it's like, I have an image in my brain, so I'm going to try to like reiterate it. Um, I remember it was during my daughter's nap time. Um, and I had just gotten back from Florida. My daughter's father and I split up in March and I went away for about, a, uh, for about two months in Florida with my daughter came back in May, like in the middle of a freaking sleet storm to like an empty house that was just, you know, floors were covered in dirt because basically he moved his stuff out and that was it. Um, And I remember like a week later after that, my daughter was down for a nap and I was texting my mentor, texting my mentor. And I was like, I just want to know when it gets to be easy. Like, when does it get to be easy? And she said, she said something to me along the lines of like, the fact that you're, that you're looking for it to be easy is also proof that you're forcing it. And I was like, okay, okay. She's like, so I want you to do something today that like your future self would do. And I was like, okay, well, my future self, um, won't, wouldn't be broke like I am right now, but okay. But my future self would go for a walk every single day with my daughter. So, and I'm looking down at these these white tile at this time I had like white tile floor and like the soot was like brown and I just remember like I'm OCD and I remember like oh you know and I was just like I was just like my body was like full-blown ick but I was like okay sure whatever and I'm like and in that moment I was like okay I'm gonna shift this my daughter woke up from her nap the sun came out like it had been like gloomy and gross the sun came out the sun started shining and I took her for a walk and as we're walking, there was this little like book, book sale. It was like, bring a book, take a book. And I was like, mm. oh my God, how cute. Um, and the people that had owned the house that were right there uh, saw that I was with my daughter. And I, they said, oh my gosh, please take a book. I said, no, I don't have one to give. And I said, oh my gosh, no, please take one. And, they, and the lady was like, wait here, wait here. And I said, okay. And she came back. She went behind her house to the garden and she had picked me a bouquet of purple, purple flowers from her garden. And so here we are, you know, Reagan and I, my daughter and I, we walked, you know, starting with nothing, right? Just me, her and the stroller and the sun shining. And we came home with a book and a bouquet of purple flowers. And I remember just taking that moment as a, this is the sign from God to stop and smell the roses and to be grateful, right? Um, And so my purpose of telling that story is it's the moments that are that are seemingly insignificant 
that we let pass us by that are usually the most significant and that we have to embrace more of. And so embrace more of those moments. Um, and it's easy to lose sight of that, right? Because then when you start to see the success and the momentum, we start to be ungrateful for the, the smaller things because we're searching for the bigger things. And that's just a part of being human. There's nothing really wrong with it. But then we have to remind ourselves to like scale it back, scale it back. Um, and then, you know, kind of a, a today example was on Sunday, my left hand was itching and I have this funny belief and here's like, you know, you guys can make it up for however you want it. But when my right hand itches, it means I'm going to give money. When my left hand itches, it means I'm going to get money. And I'm like, okay, you know, so my uh, boyfriend loves to like bet on sports here and there. So I thought I was going to win $200 because I like picked all the right picks on football, you know, except for one, I didn't win it. And I was like, but I don't know, my hand is still itching. I'm going to get money. Lo and behold, I checked the mail today. I have a random check in the mail for $175 that I was like, for it was like some overpayment that I did on my uh, lease when I traded my vehicle and a note from the same leasing company saying that I have another, another $990 coming for an overpayment that I made when I traded in my lease. I'm like, um, okay, sure. And I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, like, and I was like, I knew my hand wasn't lying. <laughs> you know? So it's really, you know, it's the embracing those moments that seem insignificant and blowing them up, but then also being playful, come up with your own rules, come up with your, with your own rituals. Like if it feels good to you and have fun with it, like be silly with it. Like who knows where the left hand itching, you know, means I'm going to get money. It came from, but like when it happens, I get excited. And it's not because my hand is itching that I'm manifesting the money. It's because I'm, I'm tapping into the iteration of me that believes it's possible. Right. And so then I'm doing more things that are amplifying or creating more momentum to bring those things to me. Right. Um, because another shift that I've made with my mindset is like, no, we can't think things into existence, right? We don't, what our, our thoughts do not create our realities, okay? Because if that were the case, well, then every single one of us that has intrusive thoughts or, you know, anxiety or depression, like we would be living in a pretty fucked up reality, okay? So like, no, our thoughts do not create our realities. Um, but our thoughts are what drive our actions. And so, for example, when I was overcome with anxiety in February, I kind of let it eat me alive for a while until someone noticed. Right. And I could have continued to sit there and let my anxiety eat me alive. But at some point I said, okay, I'm going to have these intrusive thoughts anyways. What's going to feel better laying in my bed and letting these intrusive thoughts take over my mind and body. Like they have been for the last couple of weeks or getting up, doing a workout, the intrusive thoughts are still going to be there, but at least I'll be proud of the fact that I did something. I would cry through those workouts. Those were some of the hardest workouts I ever did. They were the most important ones I've ever done though, because they were that hard. Right. But now here I am a year, a year later, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't still have intrusive thoughts. I still get them throughout the day, but they're not over overcoming my life. They're not overwhelming my mind. And when I get them, I just remind myself, this is just a thought. It's not true to who I am. It's not real. And I'm not going to create it just because I'm thinking that. Right. But I am going to create the things that I take action in and I'm going to take action in, in the good things because I want more of that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, those, that, those would be the three things. <laughs> I love that. I love that in the sense of like, when you feel like you want it to work and it's not working, don't be sitting in your business trying to force it to work, right? Like yeah. go live your damn life. And it's yeah. the, my mom, we didn't, I did a podcast with my mom like this summer and um, we talked about like daily delights. 
And that's exactly what it is, right? It's like opening your eyes to like the daily delights and like as small as like the smell of coffee when you wake up in the morning, right? Like there's so many daily delights. We just like pass by because it's like automatic. It's just like, oh yeah, well, the coffee's always there. Okay. Yeah. Well, smell it, smell the roses you pass by, smell the, you know, like, and just be in your life versus like trying to be in your business, forcing it to happen. Right. Um, do you feel like, because I totally can resonate with the, like your thoughts become your reality, right? Like that's, I feel like, so that's so like two years, three years ago, right. Where it was like, that's what we were teaching or being taught. And I feel like I've learned so much about like nervous system work since then. And just how much like, yeah, we're always going to have the thoughts and like it, but it depends on like what our body is safe with receiving and having and being a part of. And it's like that work to me blew my ever loving mind when I started learning about just like nervous system in our body and like the sense of like, because I just remember being like, oh, I'm like thinking my way. I'm doing all the mindset stuff, but like nothing's shifting. And it wasn't until I really like, well, it's not shifting because my body's like, you want to make $10,000? Hell no, that's scary as crap. We're not doing that. Like that's not happening. We're going to like self-sabotage and we're going to do this. And we're going to put you in all these patterns and all these cycles and all this crap's going to come up. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. As I was like triggering it every time I was like, let's make $10,000, you know, and it's like ah. going this cycle. And it's like, it's just so interesting as like, we learn and we become, and we go through different things. And it's like certain things happen. We're like, who, I wonder how I can like, what I, what I need to learn about that. Right. It's like, Oh, mindset stuff wasn't working for me. So I'm going to learn about nervous system stuff. And I was like, Whoa, that opened up a whole can of worms where I was like, Whoa. (laughs) Okay. I have a lot of patterns that need to be broken and patterns and cycles that need to be broken. Sometimes take a little bit to like do it. And it's like, it's not just a matter of overnight, overnight shifting. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I love that so much. And I think, you know, we, if there is a mentor in your world that tells you this is the only way run, because I'm one of those people, like, I love to learn. Like I, you know, love NLP and hypnosis. I also, like, I also go to therapy and I love the way that my therapist, um, does work, you know, like in how she does things and, you know, the work she says, she's, she gives me, I'm like, this is amazing. Um, I also, you know, was into Enneagram for a while. I recently did a program with human design that I was like, this is phenomenal, right? I learned a little bit more about, you know, people that are neurospicy, aka neurodivergent like me and how things like hypnosis and visualization um, might be difficult because we have, you know, a lot of us have aphantasia, which means it's difficult for us to visualize unless we've experienced it. Um, And all these things that I was like, oh, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'm like, no, I've been right all along. Um, But I was just making myself wrong, you know, or I've been right all along. I was just making myself wrong. So you know, explore, you know, not being afraid to learn. I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing is that, um, well, even if we invest in a program and we think it's like the worst investment we've ever made, we've still learned something from it, right? Right. There's, there's, there's growth and learning and everything. And we all know that knowledge is not power, but implementation of the knowledge is is power. Um, and part of that implementation is also knowing what you're unaligned with. Right. Um, and so sometimes investing in those things that aren't aligned with you is one of the best lessons you'll ever learn because then you, you can, 
kind of embody that at a different level and, and know, you know, I don't want to do it this way. I like it my way. Um, and right. so I think that nervous system regulation, it's so important uh, because it really is a key component. Um, and, you know, also knowing that like, we don't have to be healed and our nervous system doesn't have to be fully regulated for us to be successful. I have a really, really incredible friend and she's someone that I admire a ton. And I, I, I seek a lot of advice from her. Um, and she comes from, I don't know how to like word this in a way that like, doesn't sound privileged, but she comes from like a very elite, um, part of society. So she knows a lot of the big wigs within the industry so mm. to speak. Um, and there are some stories that I have heard from a lot of big names out there that she is like, you know, I mean, from like firsthand accounts that she's like, you know, this person is not, you know, like they're like, they're kind of, for lack of a better term, like they're kind of, they got, you know, they're kind of a hot disaster mm. and here they are making millions of dollars. And it's just because, they've gone through something and they believe enough in what they're teaching and what they're doing and what they do provide is incredible information and, and they're a hot mess. So you don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to be healed to be successful. In fact, I think a lot of the people that are some of the best healers, mentors, coaches are the ones that are often in the trenches because we don't ever want people to feel the way that we used to feel or are feeling we're truly invested in their change and in their journey. Right. I think that's so important to mention is like, yeah, you're never going to be fully, fully regulated, fully regulated. And that's not the point. It's, I I had a mentor tell, tell me too. it's not to be fully regulated, but it's to be able to have like a flexible nervous system. So it's like, when you do go through something, you're able to like, yeah, I'm dysregulated, but I'm able to like recognize it and like, be flexible with it and not have it like maybe put you into a spiral where it's like, you have to shut everything down. Right. Or you have to like flee or you have to like, and and that's okay too. I think the biggest thing is like, it's okay. Like we can have so much shame or put so much shame on so many different things because it's wrong. Right. And that's like a pattern I've been working on is like, I'm not wrong. Like what I want to say isn't wrong. What I'm like, all that kind of stuff is like one of those patterns where it's like, oh, childhood pattern coming up. Right. And it's just so interesting where it's like, we don't have to heal at all. The awareness piece can be huge. And like, like you said, we don't have to heal at all to be successful in whatever area we want to be successful in. Right. So that's so important. Um, do you have anything else you feel like you want to, I'm just looking at my questions and I feel like we talked about like a lot of it. Um, I feel like we got, I feel like we got through so, yeah. so many things. Like I'm so like, I feel like yeah, I feel like you know, this dialogue is just, I feel like, the, you know, this dialogue is just so important. I think um, there are a lot of shifts happening within the, within the industry alone. There are a lot of shifts happening within the online space. Um, and there's a lot of shifts happening in the world right now. Um, and I think that no matter what we do, no matter what mountain we stand on, as long as we are true to who we are in that moment, we can never fuck it up. And being in, and being true to who you are today doesn't have to be aligned with who you were yesterday. Um, right. We get the chance to choose again. We get the chance to decide again. Um, we get the chance to fuck it up yesterday and be great today. Um, you know, there's, I have a gazillion programs that I think are absolutely incredible and 
10,000% will impact people the way that it, they need to be impacted because of how potent and energetically charged my teachings were when I taught them that way. Yeah. Um, and so I will always promote my programs and I will always stand behind them. Um, I will just now going forward, teach my programs from a completely different iteration. Um, and that's okay. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, giving your, if you're listening to this, giving yourself grace, um, and permission to change your mind. Um, who you were yesterday does not define or get to choose who you are today. Um, and so, you know, as long as you are being authentic in every single moment that you're showing up, you'll never fuck it up. Right. Ever. Right. I agree. I love that. My children are officially at the door, like running around laughing. Like, <laughs> well, it's divine timing. It's perfect. What a great way like, to like, close mom, everything out, you know, mom, mom. I love it. I love it. Um, well, thank you so much. I have a feeling that I probably will have you back. Um, and I knew our conversation was just going to be like, let's just get into it because I feel like both of us are that person where it's just like, let's just rock and roll and see where this leads us. So thank you for your time. Um, where can my people follow you, find you. I'll, I'll put like everything in the description too. Beautiful. But, yeah. You know, Instagram, it's just Lynn, TikTok, same handle. Um, if you ever want to set up a, a call with me, um, link up with me, there is a link right in my bio on Instagram as on TikTok. Um, and you can just select a spot in my calendar link to just hop on and have a chat. It's completely complimentary. Um, no pressure to invest in anything, but I can see if I'm able to help you in that way. Um, otherwise I hope that you guys all enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Lauren, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so grateful and I can't wait to be on again and, and also have you come on mine. Well, you know, I'd love, I'd love.